Let us pray. Gracious God, you know everything about us. You know the good and the bad, and you love us all the same. Help us to learn more each day about your love and your grace and to show that amazing word, that amazing good news with all the world. Amen. Now, you will never hear me claim to be a great gardener. I might not even be a good gardener. (laughs) But last summer, we built a raised garden bed in our backyard. Nothing big, just a a small garden to have some fun with our kids, to, to plant with them, to tend to it, and even to eat some of the food that comes from our own garden. So this is our second summer with this garden, and at the time of planting, we asked our kids, what would you like to plant in our garden? And among the things mentioned was broccoli. (laughs) Now, we can't always get them to eat broccoli, but they wanted to plant broccoli in our garden. So, we planted seeds of broccoli in our little garden. Now, for me, one of the most difficult tasks of a garden is weeding. And not because it's, it takes a long time or that it's tiring, but more the difficult for me is knowing what is a weed and what is it that you actually planted. I even have an app on my phone to help identify what it is that I'm about to pluck to make sure that I'm not plucking up what I actually want to keep in there. But shortly after planting our garden, we did start to have weeds in our garden, especially in the area where we had planted the broccoli. And I tried so hard to not pick what I didn't want to. But to this day, we still have not had any broccoli seedlings grow. (laughs) So either I plucked up what I wasn't supposed to, or by pulling up the weeds, disrupted the seedlings in the soil. Whichever one it is, there will be no broccoli at harvest time this year. Now, my inadequate gardening skills came to mind as reading this gospel reading for today, especially when the owner, the the master, is approached and asked this question, "Do do you want us to pluck up the weeds, to gather all the weeds? And he responds with, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Yes, that indeed can happen. Our gospel text for today is quite an interesting one, but one that isn't always easy to understand and especially how to apply to our faith lives. Even the disciples were unsure of what to make of this parable, and after they had left the crowd and had gone into the house, the disciples go to Jesus asking for an explanation. What in world does this parable mean? This parable is included in what is called the end-time texts, texts that have to do with Jesus' second coming, the end of the age as described in this text, or the great harvest. And any time we come across an end-time text, we have to be careful of how we use it. For there are many that would use this text to strike fear 
in people, especially to use that fear to, to gain converts, to use this text and to say, are you wheat or are you weeds? How do you know? How can you be sure? Groups like this especially love the Gospel of Matthew, who loves this phrase, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, a phrase that comes up five other times in the Gospel, mostly having to do with explaining parables. But I take great issue with those who would use end-time texts to strike fear in people, because I don't think the end of time or the harvest is something that we should fear, but rather something that we should wait longingly for. Our parable for today really is a good analogy of the state of the world. We have the good seed, the the good in the world, but then we have the seeds of the weed, the, the seeds of evil, the seeds of sin. When sin entered into the world, it impacted everything in creation. It impacted our relationship with God, with one another, with creation itself. And it's not hard to see these seeds of weeds. And by just looking in the world, looking at the division, the hatred, the racism, the war, the violence, the hunger for power, and so much more. We can even see the impact of sin in the damage of creation, the growing landfills, the destruction of rainforests, climate change, and so much more. And it's kind of tempting to look at the world, to look and to say that it's all weeds, it's all bad, it's all evil. But what this parable helps to remind us is that there is still good in the world. There is still things, there is good worthy of being redeemed. God thinks so. That's why Jesus entered in the world. God will not abandon us and will not abandon the creation. Jesus links this parable to the whole world, but I think this parable can also be linked to our individual lives. It's often used and has been used to to ask the question, who are the wheat and who's the weeds? Really trying to draw a line between who is righteous and who is evil or unrighteous. But when we're really honest with ourselves, we have both wheat and weeds within ourselves. Even though we are claimed children of God, we have weeds within us. We wrestle with sin every day. We still have unholy desires. We still make mistakes. We think thoughts that we shouldn't. We struggle with greed and so many other forms of self-interest. We wrestle with this sin, and each of us has our own unique sins that we wrestle with, but we all have sins that we wrestle with. That's why one of my favorite phrases from Luther is that we are simultaneously saint and sinner. We are washed in the waters of baptism, made new and made new in the eyes of God. But that old Adam and that old Eve within us, they are good swimmers. (laughs) 
And they are still a part of who we are. And as long as we live in a world of sin, we still live with this dual identity of both saint and sinner. We can't escape it. So this harvest, this end of the age, isn't something to fear for me, but it's something to wait longingly for, for this renewal, this, this victory over sin and death to be fulfilled so that we can truly be freed from those sins. As Paul writes in Romans, we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our body, the time when we will truly be freed from the bonds of sin. And this freedom is not just for us, but it's for all creation as well. As Paul writes, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bonds to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. The harvest, the end of the age, is the great renewal, the rebirth of the children of God and of all creation. So it is not something to be feared, but something to wait longingly for. But what do we do with this message until then, while we wait patiently for the harvest? I always like to look at a text and ask, how do we apply this to our faith life, to our daily lives? Because we still do live in a world that has both good and evil sin, or evil seeds in it. And we ourselves still wrestle with sins. So I think there are some things that we can take from this. First of all, don't allow others to lead us to fear the harvest. Do not allow others to make you fear the end of the age. Trust in God's grace. Trust in God's love. Trust that God has a renewal plan for all of creation. And also remember what we were created for. We were created for relationship with God, with one another, but also given this calling to be good stewards of all God has given us, including all of creation. So remember those things. We don't wait on our hands doing nothing until the harvest. No, what we do is that we show people what God's kingdom will ultimately look like. What a relationship with God, with one another, and what being good stewards of creation will and can look like. And doing that, we will share God's amazing grace and love and this message of a renewal to come with all people. But above all, I think we shouldn't get overwhelmed by the evil of the world. There is still good in the world. There is still good in each and every one of us. So let's let that good shine. As you go into this week, may you go to plant the seeds of goodness, the seeds of the wheat in the world, awaiting the harvest, trusting that God is with us each and every step of the way. Amen.